Greetings. It is Saturday night. It's a PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. He's Ben. I'm Elio. Ben, how are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? I'm doing great. I had a, an awesome weekend. Oh yeah, what did you what did you do? I know you, I know you had a birthday. Friday, I went out all day. I actually not all day. I, we went out at eleven o'clock because I went to Best Buy, and I picked myself up an Amazon Fire Stick. And remind me, what is that? So basically, it's a little USB stick that turns your television into a smart TV. So I can now watch TV through through the use of my internet connection. And uh, I get I can I got Netflix. I have games. I have um, YouTube, Tubi TV. Yeah. So I basically just got all that when I upgraded my TV just a few days ago. What do you mean? How do you mean you got you like it already came installed? Yeah, like all like all of that automatically was in, installed. Right on. So yours is a smart TV too. Cool. Yeah. And uh, then I just got lunch, and then um, we uh, we uh, came home, and then uh, Friday night, my brother's girlfriend uh, came over, and uh, we had cake, and then uh, my brother called from Michigan, of course, the other one. Oh, so you're you're one brother and his girlfriend, or just your brother's girlfriend? No, no, my brother and his girlfriend uh, came over, and then uh, my other one called on FaceTime. Oh, very good. That's the one that you want to have a word with. (laughs) Oh, yes, the Michigan boy keeps ducking me. (laughs) I, I, I would, you know, I wouldn't be very nice about it since he's not a wrestling fan. I so I'm not gonna come out here, you know. Actually, he kind of explained uh, explained uh, why we why we left early, because we were seeing the five hundred levels and we had to walk down all those stairs from the five hundreds. That's no excuse, bitch. Sorry. Well, this is for me. Well, I suppose. I mean, let's say what. Here, I'll wave the proverbial white flag. Here you go, see? <laughs> you can still talk to him and have a word with him. Exactly. I, 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 I will one day have my wish granted. All right, sir. Yes, when, uh, he can, when he's able to travel and uh, come and visit. Well, luckily for him, in this regard, I'm a very patient man. <laughs> I, I hate this shit. This is so stupid. It's like, stop. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's just, and all, all these people having the power to determine what opens and what doesn't, and then you, you hear on the news, oh, we're making exceptions, and this. However, when I was out on uh, Friday, it was kind of like good to see that some, that things were like slightly normal again because like people were even though everyone was doing their social distancing but like people were walking around the Walmart and Best Buy you know like wearing their masks and doing their own thing so at least it was it felt things felt somewhat normal again and I would and it felt good to get out of the house 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, uh, I'm so selective with like what I go and do. The only thing that I go and do on a regular basis is play the gym. That's it. Yeah. And, um, the, the, the Walmart we went to wasn't, uh, nothing special. I still like the one that's closer to my house. It's, uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, but yeah, we went to Best Buy, did everything uh, there. Let me let me guess, let me guess. You flirt with the cashiers. <laughs> How do you go away secrets? What the hell? <laughs> well, uh, because because lovely for you, I am also a scurvy cad. <laughs> <laughs> So that was my Friday. It, uh, yeah, it felt good to uh, get out and uh, look like things were somewhat back to normal, even though they're still not. But, well, yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. But anyway, happy belated birthday. And we will, uh, we will um, round out your birthday celebrations with one hell of an explosive podcast because. Holy yes, shit. Yes, and actually, before we get started, um, I need to, let me just look at my list of uh, your homework list, which oh, I, yes. uh, which we're going to go over at the end of the show before I give you your next assignment, just to make sure that we haven't, like, to just make sure we're not doing something we already covered. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I keeping you awake? Uh, yes, your lectures are somewhat, you know. Oh, are they not exciting enough? Would you like me to talk louder and longer <laughs> and keep you past your bedtime? Uh, actually, and keep you after school in detention. So, 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 yeah, you already tried to do that once today. But hey, uh, actually, in all seriousness, um, over the last month, I've tried this new sleeping pattern. Oh, okay, yeah. So what about, what about that? Tell me about that. Because mine, but mine before this was just uh, fucking ridiculous. Wait, so how does this work? What do you do? Um, well, bef- well, before I implemented the change, I would just stay up all night long and sleep half the day. Like, that's oh, I hate what? that. I, I, I yeah. Uh, and then, but now since I've instituted this new uh, sleeping pattern over the last month, I it's an accomplishment if I can stay up past 10. Wow. So what do you do, like, with this new one, thing that, you, that you're doing? What time do you usually go? Um, well, let's see. It's usually between 8, 8, 15, and 10 that I fall asleep. Wow. Okay. And then you just, and then now you wake up at like, but what time do you usually wake up? Like 9.30 in the morning or something. Oh yeah, that's about the same time I wake up. Well, I wake up a little earlier and I go downstairs and get my stuff together. And like, cause I take my pills in the morning from my surgery. Uh-huh. So yeah, uh, that's what I do. But I wake up roughly around the same time. So I, that's cool. Yeah, I've been oh, trying to good. do that too. I I like going to sleep early because then I have like the whole night ahead of me <laughs> to <laughs> sleep, and that's it. Yes, well, it's there's not much else to do during a pandemic, unfortunately. Right. 
However, there is wrestling as bad as uh, Raw was. Oh but that's, that's, tu- that's Tuesday's show. We are going to move on to the other shows that rounded out the week. And we're going to... So today, f- fans, for you, we have AEW, NXT, SmackDown, and then we're going to take a trip to Ben's Homework Corner where we will be looking at Bash at the Beach 1996 with the debut of the NWO and the debut episode of WCW Monday Nitro. Very good. So we have a absolutely packed show for you. All right. So, so Ben, be what fun. do you say we take it away with uh, AEW? Oh, I guess. Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, I guess. Uh, you, it doesn't sound like you were too thrilled with the show. <laughs> Uh, well, it, it was, no, not really. Okay, go uh, on. I, I don't know, but it, it just seems to me that AEW has really lost its luster lately. Well, uh, it feels like some weeks it feels like they put on a, like a decent show, and then other weeks it's like, ugh. Well, no, it's like for me, like most weeks are like re- really good, and then some weeks are just like, Ugh. and then you know, it's like we talked about on uh, Tuesday's show. You know, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Revolution at all. No. Um, so, yep. So they had a lot of work to do to get me uh, back invested into the into the storylines here mm-hmm. um and to to tell you the, to tell you the truth um most mostly they did a good job but there were just some things that i really didn't understand so uh we're gonna we're gonna uh, go through the highlights and, and low lights here and luckily um it started off with a highlight because when ray phoenix is involved Automatically, it's a highlight for me. Okay. Because uh, you, you know what a big fan I am of Lucha Libre, and for me, Ray Phoenix is like the best fucking thing since Rey Mysterio. Okay. Uh, and trust me, we, we got, uh, we'll get into Rey Mysterio um, coming up on the uh, Bash at the Beach review, so stay tuned for that. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about SmackDown. So I was going to be like, do we have to? <laughs> well, uh, and, and it, trust me, Ray was on SmackDown too. So you know, I, know that, I know that's why I said, do we have to? <laughs> Un- unfortunately. But yeah, Ray Phoenix versus Matt Jackson was actually pretty good. Uh, yep. um, and and I, I was a little bit um, dubious because... And 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 this isn't a reflection on anybody, but uh, obviously Matt Jackson is primarily a uh, tag team competitor. Yeah. Uh, and to tell you the truth, I can't even recall his last singles match, um, or or if I've even seen any or either one of the Jackson brothers in a singles match. So this was um, this may have been. Uh, historic for me, quite frankly. Okay. Uh, but um, but having said that, this was an absolutely uh, fantastic uh, showing. Uh, the only the only thing that I'm I'm not a fan of, and we've covered this before, 
But I just feel like whenever the young bucks are involved in something, selling just goes out the window. Like it, it doesn't exist. So it, it that's just a little bit of a pet peeve to me, mm-hmm. you know. And and I guess you you can kind of say that going back to the history of Lucha Libre too, you know. But I don't. At least when I was younger, I don't remember them like not selling anything, and it, it just seems to me that that's a consistent issue when it comes to anything the young bucks are involved in. Okay. Um. And then, and then we go from a highlight to a low light. Um, Cody Rhodes versus a jobber. You know what? Um, this was a low line for me because I don't see the point of this match, and it went forty seconds. Seriously? No, no. And then all you're gonna all you're gonna give us is is Penta talking shit about um about uh Cody and his pregnancy at the end of it. No, you know what? I actually I like that part, the ending with uh, when Penta was doing that promo. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, like, I like the promo a lot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. Um, but I think I mean, uh, if this was the point that this match was to lead to that, that was just, what a waste. Why don't you just uh, go straight to that? Exactly. And actually, the, the funny, the funniest part of it for me was, um, to tell you the truth, it was the, the guy that was doing the translating for, uh, for uh, yeah. Penta, Alex, I, I can't think of his last name. His first name yeah, is Alex. Alex Abrantes, I think. That's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's funny because I I follow him on Instagram. Oh. And uh, and we we've actually talked about our pugs before <laughs> on on Instagram because he 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 has. He has like a elderly uh, fawn pug, okay, and a, and a much younger black pug, which is which is the same uh, combination that I have, right? You know, because Charlie's twelve and Pepper is two, okay, and Charlie's fawn and Pepper's black, so it's just kind of a cool little uh, little thing to have in common. And I uh, I stalk his Instagram page because of his pugs. What's the matter with you, you stalker? You, you just, okay, fan, ladies and gentlemen, Michael has just admitted on air that he's a stalker. Uh, yes, but if, but I guarantee, I guarantee you, with, with, with the pugs involved and plus my personality, it's a much more compelling storyline than DDP and The Undertaker. Uh-uh. <laughs> wow, what a reference. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, that was that was good. I like that. That was good. Well done. Thank you, sir. Um, so yeah, I I got a big kick out of that. But uh, honestly, I didn't need, I didn't need to see this jobber match with Cody Rhodes. No, I mean, what, what the hell's going on? Now you know I do my indie spotlight thing. Uh, I just uh, did that on this guy. He has nothing but AEW. This is his one appearance. That I know of. Yeah, well, con- well, congratulations on your uh, TV debut, kid. That's all I can th- all I can say. Speaking of, before we uh, go on, um, this Monday is the debut of Elevation. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, boo. 
I, I, you know what? Until somebody can tell me the difference between Elevation and the original AEW Dark. Now, here's what I heard, okay? Yeah. Apparently, you know how NXT is like the third brand? Yeah. I think a Dark is the second brand and Elevation is going to be the developmental. From well, what I heard. Well, then... Well, then you, they better upgrade Dark really, really quick because as far as I as far as I understood it... Um, no Dark one watches was, it. I mean, I watch it, but I watch it on my own time because I download it to my computer. And then, like, I sit down when I have time and I just uh, watch it, but I fast forward through a lot of it. And, but, I, like I've said on past episodes, uh, some matches on Dark are more entertaining than somehow on uh, the Dynamite. <laughs> and and good, good for them, but I mean, as far as I, as far as I can tell, Dark is three hours long sometimes, and if if that's not your developmental territory, then I don't know what you're doing. So it's just look, I'm not gonna bash it until you know until we have some sort of track record here, mm-hmm. and and I'm certainly not looking to bash something for the sake of bashing it. Um, but it's until they can differ, un, until they can tell me a distinct difference between dark. And dark elevation, uh, you're gonna have an issue getting me interested. Yeah, it's confusing. Well, I'm gonna it, the debut episode is this morning, and I'm gonna give it a, a watch to see like what it is, what it is, what it's all about, and then I'll I'll give my review on uh, next week's show. Yes, I, I I'll be very interested to hear what you have to uh, review, and then in, a, in addition to that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next Saturday is also our uh, fast lane preview show, so we will we'll have plenty. Damn, I almost talk. forgot about that. <laughs> you know what? In, in all honesty, brother, like we were laughing, but honestly, I think it's a fucking joke. Oh my god, that's like, how important fast lane uh, is but, that I actually forgot that it's next weekend. But, but why? And, and and look, it's gonna sound like I'm criticizing WWE, and like there's a lot that you can criticize WWE for, especially this WrestleMania season, because as far as I can tell, they're back to square one with the WrestleMania card, which I don't know. That's kind of embarrassing because we have you know less than a month to go until the show, but. If you if you take all of that aside and you take the emotion out of the fact that we're always so uh, confused by what WWE is doing, to put it kindly, um, I really don't know why you would have a pay-per-view two weeks before uh, your biggest show of the year. And on top of that, you're, you're not hyping up WrestleMania as the debut show on this network that you're joining into. Exactly. Instead, you're having the you're having the first event hosted on that network be fucking fast lane. Excuse me? Um somebody might want to look into that because if I was launching on a brand new network 
for my own network, I would have the debut thing be, I don't know, your fucking biggest show of the year, WrestleMania? Duh. Um, did I use too many fucks in that fucking explanation? <laughs> Do, I'm, I'm sorry, did I, did I sound like Fred Durst? <laughs> oh, Fred Durst, that's hilarious. And, and if you don't get that reference, ladies and gentlemen, it's because there were 56 fucks in the first song of, uh, of Limp Bizkit's album. Hot dog, uh, chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. Exactly. I know, I know that because I have the CD. I do too. <laughs> uh, and, and right there, ladies and gentlemen, you get a classic example as to why I fucking love doing this show with Elio Canelo. <laughs> because he is the absolute shit. Bravo, sir. Well played. Okay, back to the EW review. So what do you have for what do we have for us next? After uh, Travis Steamboat pointless match. Uh, well, another pointless match and another jobber situation. Ethan Page versus Lee Johnson. Nobody. You know I have to say, Ethan Page, I don't, I'm not a fan. This guy, there's no personality, there's no character, there's no charisma there. Well, I don't, I, well, I don't know about that. I think that might be a little bit harsh, but um, you know, <sighs> When he was in Impact, he was using this karate man gimmick. Yeah. Like this dual personality and half of it was the karate man. No, I'm saying he, he, he's not showing that here, though. I'm not seeing it. Well, not, well, I hope we don't see the karate man. No, I'm saying I'm not seeing any like character here. Well, you know, he has only been there for a week, so give him some time. But yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it time though, just to see like if he does something. Yeah, and then uh, see, this is this is the ultimate low light of the show. Okay. Uh oh. Because is? I'm just gonna go off. Uh oh. Okay? Because all right, Kenny Omega and Don Callis are oh, out. To, oh, go on. Yep. to explain the botch at the end of Revolution, okay? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I've, I've had a more explosive situation blowing out my birthday candles when I was six years old <laughs> than what we saw at the end of Revolution. I mean, good God. Oh, you made Gilbert look impressive with, with the sparklers there. Okay, can I just say when um uh yeah when Christian came out and he grabbed the belt and I was like I hope he goes after the AEW championship. Not so much that I don't like to see like seeing Kenny as the champion. I just hate I just want Don Callis to get off my screen. I'm done with this guy. I don't I'm, I don't like Don Callis. Well, you know, I, I don't... He was annoying as Cyrus the Virus. He was annoying as you know? Jackal, and he's annoying here. That's his, you know, that's his stick. I'm, but I, but I don't I'll, know. I'll, 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 tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something off air. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to hear that. That sounds uh, like it could be an interesting story. But um, he, but here, here's the thing that conf- that confuses the the hell out of me. So okay, um, why would you ha- why would you exacerbate the problem that you had at the end of your show? Because everybody everybody knows that that was a terrible way to end your show. You know, like I said on Tuesday, you know, if it was a mistake and something didn't go off properly, fine. You know, but let it go. You know, don't, because they exacerbated it on two different levels here, right? So they did it with Tony Khan's explanation there, what do you want? The rain goes slow? Well, uh, kind of, because it's an exploding barbed wire death match. So while I don't want to witness an actual death, um, you know, at least something that would make sense with the with the uh, with the match that you're that you're advertising, mm-hmm. um, uh, certainly. Um, no, and number two, they exacerbated it with this promo because instead of just moving forward and acting like a you know, and acting like a dick who who didn't you know, give the fans what they wanted, you know, they had to go on this whole, uh, you know, explanation thing about how that's how they meant to do it to piss off the fans. I don't think so. Ben? Yeah. Ch- uh, look at your chat. I'm going to send you something real quick. But okay. Before you go on. Okay. All right. And, okay. And um, but, but what made what made this promo even worse was the fact that that right in the middle of it, Kenny's like, "Hey Don, sixty nine me," and, you know, and he lays down in the middle of the fucking ring, and uh, and you know, they're mimicking Ed, Eddie laying on top of uh, of. Moxley at the end of the show, but you know they're they're literally uh, mimicking a sex physician on uh, national television, and it's just they make themselves look so stupid when they do that. And you know, it, to me, it doesn't really matter who's doing it. I just think that that's unnecessary. Like, who, you know, if I want to see sixty nine, I don't. I, I don't go to professional wrestling programming for that. I know exactly where to go, and it's called porno. Although, although nowadays you can't go to porno, really, because they're having some sort of problem with their uh, with their website and with their uh, uh, what and with their uh, ethics committee or something. I don't know. Uh, and actually. And actually, ladies and gentlemen, in all seriousness, I read that on CNN. I'm not even kidding. Pornhub was on CNN. Hey, hey, what's going on? What is going on? Fans? I have to apologize for my co-host. I don't know what he was going on about. Oh, yes, you do, because you were laughing your ass off behind the camera, you dip. Um... (laughs) 
No, actually, I didn't actually, I didn't hear a lot of that. Uh, register came in just now. I unmuted just now. Well, uh, well, then you're in for a pleasant surprise when you go back and edit this motherfucker. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, because I need to move past this this promo with Kenny and and uh, Don before I... I'm going to uh, give so, you another one of my lowlights. Yeah, what's that? Sting's interview. Why did Lance Archer come out? What was the point of that? I don't know. That's another, that's another thing. Okay, like, you know, just, just I, I don't know what it is, though. Yo, I, think, I think maybe AEW is trying too hard, but they've not had a good run. And look, and look you know this by now. I'm a I'm a big supporter of AEW. I, I I certainly want them to do well. I want WWE to do well. I want the entire industry to do well because it's something that we love. Yep. Um, but AEW is not doing themselves any favors right now. Uh, and, you know, they really needed to come out and have a really strong show to kind of bounce back from Revolution, in my opinion. And they're not doing that, uh, at least so far this evening, you know, because match number four was Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Maki Ito versus Shida, Ryo Vizanami, and Thunder Rosa. Enough with the six-person tag. What the fuck? And yeah, this was bad. <laughs> hey, well, I have a question. What do you think of Maki Ito singing? God, it, it was worse than William Hung on American Idol. And <laughs> honest, honestly, I, I think that's where they're going with it. Oh, no. Like an American Idol type gimmick. Oh, and, and, why? And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if I've ever made so many pop culture references in, in one show. And we, we've barely been going for 40 minutes at this point. And you've already gotten three pop culture references from me, so I I don't know what I don't know what it says about the state of this podcast, but holy <laughs> crap! But but the the ultimate highlight goes to uh, Scorpio Sky and Darby Allen. What yeah, a, actually, what I did enjoy this. You know what I you know what I enjoyed? I enjoyed the the end after the match. Scorpio Sky just snapped. Yeah, I I want I want to see a heel Scorpio Sky. Just, I just want to see how it would work out. Absolutely, because I I think it was the right move. I think I think that's the way you push you you put him over to the next level. So yep. I'm I'm very excited to see what they can do with him. Um, but you know, it's just one of those matches where I'm not even going to try to. Go through it. No, nope, you have to go back and watch it. Yep, absolutely. Because I, because quite frankly, people, I'm I'm not one of those podcast hosts that goes back move by move, and then I look up and we've been going for three and a half hours. I'd rather not do hey. that. Yep. Um, but um, de- definitely that is my number one highlight for the show this week. All right, uh, so. Then, what do we need? Oh, go on. Is that it for this review or? Uh, no. Oh, um, okay. 
because we had MJF forming his oh, own, yes. forming his own stable after getting fired. Now, did you get uh, catch the name? Uh, it, oh, what was it? Um, Apparently, they were called Pinnacle. <laughs> well, well, they just need to stop that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but anyway, I did I enjoy do, this. But I do like the stable. Yep. Uh, you know, it immediately when 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 uh, Jericho kicks him out, he automatically goes to the whiny, complainy bitch face. Yep. And but then he kind of switches, like, "Oh, you're gonna kick me out? Oh, well, actually, I was I've been busy forming my own." And then he um, introduces uh, Sean Spears. FTR, yeah, and um, and and Wardlow, yep, and um, tell the bunch it was there, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, so that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. So you had a you had a face off between the inner circle and this and this new grouping. So normally, like, go on. So. I like how they ended this show. It was it was on a nice string of positive momentum, and I'm very I'm very curious to see what MJF can do as the leader of his own heel faction. I yeah. I think that that has a lot of potential. Yeah, normally I don't like uh, these inner. I've not liked these inner circle uh, meetings or town hall meetings or whatever. But this was this one I enjoyed. This one I was fine with. Ab- absolutely, I agree. All right, so um, what would you give this uh, show overall? A great. I, I would give it a six out of ten. Okay. All right. What would you give it? Yeah, I, uh, about about the same. Maybe uh, maybe about a five or six. Five or six. Uh, I'd go with. Okay. Cool. Because there, there, not a lot of good on here, but it started good and it ended good. In the middle, it was all like no. Exactly, exactly my thought. All right, so now we're gonna move on to our review of NXT and um, wow. Or, or we should say it's Elio's portion because this is a portion of the show where Ben needs a Mountain Dew break. <laughs> Now, this was the first NXT I watched on uh, my uh, new uh, smart my, my new smart TV because I was just obsessing out how this how the whole, everything works and uh, it's pretty cool. So okay, highlights for me: the opening match, Io Shirai defeating Tony Storm to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Absolutely. Uh, then we had, I really like, then we had, uh, of course, we had William Regal's announcement of, um, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver taking place over the course of two nights and the introduction of NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, which were awarded to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, that set up a... 
the main event for the night uh, where they defended those titles against Chelsea Blackheart and Ember Moon. No, sorry, not the main event of the night, but uh, the third match. In, and uh, we have new champions in Ember Moon and Chelsea Blackheart. So why why award them in the first place if you're just going to have Dakota and Raquel drop them? Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a little bit weird. Because... Because to me, Dakota and Raquel are getting the bad end of the stick here on two different occasions, right? Yeah. So, so first of all, they win the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Yeah. Which which should which should be a big deal, uh, especially since it was the first one for the women. That should have been a massive deal, uh, and then. But then their reward for winning that tournament was a women's tag team title opportunity. Uh, Number number one, the main roster women's tag team belts don't mean a damn thing. Uh, They're on par with the 24-7-7-11, throw it in the trash and exchange it for a fucking Florpy championship. Um... You know, and, and and the and the other thing too is, you know, they they drop the titles the same the same night they're awarded them. Yeah. Uh, so so at the end of all this, I, ha- I my ultimate question is, okay, well, what was the value of the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic? I would have I would have had the, the tag team titles be their reward for winning the Dusty Classic. See, sensible booking right here, <laughs> right on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Oh my god! It's, it's, not, it's not that fucking hard, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. You know, I mean, just listen to this show, and you'll get and you'll get sense. And you know, we, we can book WrestleMania for you. We can book NXT with our fucking eyes closed. We can book WWE better than WWE. We can book WWE. <sighs> Try seeing that five times fast. <laughs> I'd I'd rather not because I make myself look like an asshole. I mean, then, but, um, <laughs> then we had Zaya Lee defeating Keating Carter by disqualification because because Casey Cananzaro attacks Zaya Lee with her crutch. Okay. Well, now, yeah. if, if I'm Keating Carter, I, I would be upset that like my best friend cost me a match. Well, no, in, in, in this situation, not really, and I'll tell you why. Oh, okay. Because they have completely done uh, uh, 180 here with the character of Zia Lee, right? So she she's basically untouchable because she's dealing with a higher power. And Are we going to see this higher power in the ring? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if she's an actor or whatever. But anyway. Um, Maybe it's Aliyah Mysterio. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Please. No, 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 no. It's strange no, if things, strange no. things have happened. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, 
less than 10 minutes ago, Elio was coming off as so intelligent, and then he says something stupid like that. Stop. <laughs> Just, where, no, where I, I, said it, I said it sarcastically. Well, I didn't thank, mean it. Thank, I didn't mean it. Thank Christ for small blessings. <laughs> okay, well, before that image settles too deeply into my brain tissue, let's move on. All right. Uh, what's next? So next is now we have um, uh, Legado del Fantasma defeating the grizzled young veterans in a minute and 41 seconds because uh, into, be, with uh, some interference from MSK who made their return. What a way to bury one of your best tag teams on the roster. I mean, who's booking this right now? Because it's because I'll tell you what, this doesn't sound like something Triple H would book. And of course, we have our main event: Finn Balor defeating Adam Cole. This this was very good. This I enjoyed this tremendously. Uh, this gets um, my recommendation for the watch of the week on the NXT side of things, along with the uh, Scorpio Sky versus uh, Darby Allen on the AEW side of things. Those those two matches are must-see, in my opinion. Now, Ben, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's going on with the way here? What are they doing to Austin Theory? I, I, I don't know. This, this was terrible. This backstage thing. Or that, that, that uh, well, because apparently now uh, Indy Hartwell and um, Candice LeRae get a tag team championship match to take over or something. But I just, uh, I don't get where they're going with the Austin Theory. Like, they're, they made, they're totally, completely ruined him. Uh, well, yeah, for, uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm willing to see where they go with it because, you know, I was entertained by last week's segment, mm-hmm. uh, but but this week just left me very confused. Okay. All right. So uh, that brings our review of NXT to a close, and now we're going to move back over to Ben for Friday Night SmackDown. I'm sorry. Unless uh, uh, unless you enjoyed this uh, episode. <laughs> uh, n- no. Okay, then I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're, you're forgiven, my son, only because I love you so much. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually I'm actually serious. I, you're, I hold you in very high esteem, so all right, sir. For that reason, I will I will eat the blue bullet for your benefit. All right. Um, there's a there's a title for a podcast right there. Jesus Christ. Okay. Eat the blue action and take that time. I'm gonna use that for the title. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the blue bullet for your benefit. Very good. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, oh my God, can you uh, after watching this? It's like I have to remind myself that we're on the road to WrestleMania. I hate these eight-person tag matches. Oh, I, 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 I really, I really do. But before we, before we get there, 
the most I can say is I'm enjoying the SmackDown Road to WrestleMania a lot more than I am on the Raw side of things. Okay. So, to start out the show, we have Edge coming out, you know, with, uh, with his famous Smithalingus entrance, which I could never hate on. That's a good, that's a good way to start a, a Friday night, in my opinion. Um, so he gets on the mic and um, reminds us that there's a contract signing that he's not involved in, but because he is scheduled to take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania right now in a singles match, but it, it certainly looks like a, it certainly looks like the plan is to add Brian to make it a triple threat match. Oh, for WrestleMania. Yes. So, so let, let me finish, and then okay. we'll and then we'll get your thoughts. All right. So, 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 I just had to say that stuff to get you set up for this promo. So then, Ed says he made his choice to to um to face R- Roman at, at Mania, but Roman felt that um. But uh, Roman felt what Edge brings and. Uh, the fact that Edge helped build uh, SmackDown, I guess, uh, is why Roman wanted this match. I was very confused. I was actually confused by the wording of that. That that wasn't uh, delivered very well, but okay. Uh, um, and then he noted that Roman was the one who got uh, backtracked and tried to take the avenue towards Daniel Bryan. Uh, and, of course, that leads to Daniel Bryan making his entrance. And and he said that um, at first, you know, he was pissed off that um, Edge attacked Roman at the end of, of, of their impromptu match at Elimination Chamber. Because remember, technically Brian was in a uh, was in a championship match at the conclusion of the chamber. For what reason, I have no idea, other than the fact it made Roman look like an even bigger uh, piece of shit than he already is. But there we go. Um, and so I'll, I'll tell you what: the one thing I don't like about Daniel Bryan is he can't cut a promo. <laughs> he sucks at promos. He, he, I mean, he, he really, he really does. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, I, I, just, I get very confused, and I literally have to, I literally have to stop trying to take notes in my head and just let the promo play out before I can get the point of it. But so the the point, the point that he's um, that is being made here, ladies and gentlemen, is that they're they're teasing. A triple threat match at Mania, and um, you know, Edge cuts Brian off, and he says that Brian is a uh, better than that, better than this. You know, he he shouldn't have stuck his nose in in his WrestleMania match with with um, Roman, but he but he's here now, so you know, you gotta um, you gotta deal with the. Uh, with the circumstances as they are. 
and he re- he reminds Brian that he's not better than Edge, and um, and then heads out of the ring. It was to me maybe it was just me, but for some reason I had issues following this, and then and then I I fell asleep uh, during the uh, Ziggler and uh, <laughs> uh, and. Um, it, it was. It was. I can see why. I can see why. Okay. 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 Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, let me just set this up for you and how stupid this is right here. Are you Are you ready for this? Okay. It is Ziggler teaming up with Otis and Chad Gable. Oh, Again, and Robert, Robert, Robert Ray Mysterio. No, hold on, and Robert Roode. Robert Roode's in this too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I meant to say that. I must have forgotten. Let's, give me, give me a break, man. I, I don't really give a shit about this match. Give me a well, break. It's okay. You were sleeping. Go ahead. But, but anyway, <laughs> well, 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 I had, I had reason to fall asleep, and I'm, I'm gonna get into it right here. All right. So, so, Rey Mysterio and his son and the Street Profits win this eight-person tag, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, and I say whatever the fuck for very good reason, because can somebody explain to me why Otis would agree to, to team up with Dolph Ziggler? And... Right when they were feuding all of last year, what the hell? Jesus Christ! I mean, can we get a little continuity here? Fuck you, Bruce Pritchard! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who approves these scripts before they go out? Exactly, and look at your name. Oh, 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 were you fucking with the controls again? Hold on, what what does my name say? Things in the way. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I don't see anything. Oh, uh, yes. uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Don't play it, sir. It should have been said, uh, it should have said, fuck Bruce Pressure, but I still still appreciate that. Um, I mean, it's just, it's the height of of illogical thinking, real, I mean, honest to God. I can't tell, I can't tell you how much I can't stand Bruce Pressure, ugh. Well, well, then we're we're right there on the same boat, and you know what? You you, you know you, you know where uh, Bruce Pritchard's booking is leading us? Where? Straight down, straight down into the sewers with Pennywise the clown. Oh, damn! And I assure you, Bruce Pritchard. That even your logic will not float down with Pennywise the Clown, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn. 
I'm just, I'm just full of pop culture references on a Saturday night. I'm don't you love this shit? Ben Pierce versus Bruce Pritchard for WrestleMania. Book it. Book it now, bitch. <laughs> well, I, and and just that match alone would be more entertaining than the entire WrestleMania card that we have so far. Because Which I don't even so know far, anything, ladies and gentlemen. So far, we have guess how many matches we have officially booked for WrestleMania when we're less than a month out. One. Two. Oh wait! Oh wait! Wait! What's the what's the what's the other one again? Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Oh, that's right. See, see how much see see how much they they're making me care about WrestleMania. That I even forgot that match. And look, look. Okay, we're having a lot of fun here, but I'm but I'm gonna ask you a serious question. Okay. Now, shouldn't this WrestleMania season be be being taken very seriously as it is WWE's return to the live entertainment business? Well, yeah, it isn't uh, the tagline back in business after a whole year of uh, without almost uh, no WrestleMania? I mean, it's just absolute crap. I mean, this is this is the first show in over a year that you're going to have thousands of people attending, mm-hmm. and this is the car that you put out. What the fuck are you doing? Somebody has got to either be smoking some really good weed over there in Florida, or they are just, or they have their heads so far up their ass. They're not. They're not smelling what's on the Florida breeze because, good God in hell, I have never in my entire life as a professional wrestling fan seen a worse build to a WrestleMania in my entire experience. Well, I told you before we went on air uh, that I was watching WrestleMania 13. And when I saw that, I saw that first when I was 23, back in 97. But it's kind of hard to follow when you're babysitting three three uh, kids. But now watching it back all these years later, I never realized just how bad it really was. It was all over the place. Well, well, one thing's for sure. It's going to be better than WrestleMania 37 is, is shaken up to be. You know, yeah. look, look, we we criticize WWE a lot, and I honestly believe it's for a very good reason. But at the end of the day, I have to stress, we do it because we love this, yep. and we're not we're not just gonna kiss the ass of WWE because they're the big dog in the yard. Pardon the Roman Reigns con. <laughs> um, because, you know, WrestleMania is supposed to be the biggest show of the year. Yep. And, and it is on 
WWE to get me excited about it. And, you know, as much as I enjoy doing this podcast, Elio, and and I do, believe you me, it's actually been a highlight for me. Um, You know, I don't think it should be that hard for WWE to book this when you and I can book WrestleMania in our sleep and come up with a better show. Yep. I mean, to me, we've, we've been, we've been on air for, for roughly, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes now. Yep. And, and already I believe that we've produced a better show <laughs> in an hour and a half than WWE has for the entirety of 2020 and 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 what we've gotten out of 2021 so far. I mean, th- this is embarrassing. Th- this is your lead up to your biggest show of the year. Uh, excuse me, uh, am I missing something? Because right now, from where I'm sitting, it would be more entertaining to have my foot sawed off. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, because at least at, at least at that point, I could have one of the one of those cool robotic feet. Oh. You know, and I, oh. I I I could be going one on one with the ghost of Dusty Rhodes. At WrestleMania, and that would be a better match than what you got booked at WrestleMania 37. What the fuck are these people doing? Nope. What do we have next? Need I say more? Oh, wait wait a minute. I do have to say more because that's not the end of the SmackDown review. <laughs> I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I I veered you down a path that led to entertainment. How dare I? <laughs> For fuck's sake! Oh my god! I uh, feel your pain. C- Cesaro versus Murphy. What? Uh, and you put two talents in the ring. Like Cesaro and Murphy, and you can't let them have enough time to have a decent fucking match. So, Fuck. so uh, apparently Murphy's a heel again because he said the Mysterios just used him. Uh, apparently, but okay. but but even even with that illogical bullshit, <laughs> um, which which I'm almost willing to forgive, and I'll tell you why, because. Because the fact that they had a 32-year-old man dating a 19-year-old girl in this storyline was very creepy. And we've covered that on, on past episodes. So the fact that they're just freezing past that, I really don't have a problem with that. Okay. Um, but put all that aside, and you have Cesaro and Murphy in the ring, which in my book could be match of the night on any night. And you don't give them enough time to do a damn thing. How much time do they give this? Because I don't have the times on on this website I'm using. I don't. I don't know. All it says on this on this thing was too short to be anything. It doesn't give me a time. Okay. Oh my god! And then 
my pain continues because Tamina and Natalia defeat Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Hold on, prior to this, uh, they had a Kevin Owens show. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> exactly. See, like, this is, this is my concern, right? So, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks are going one-on-one for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Good, great, grand, wonderful. Fucking take my fucking money. That's a match I want to see. Good, great. You know, wonderful. That, that I know I'm repeating myself, but that's a match I definitely want to see. You don't have to do this stupid shit. They don't have to be in a tag team, number one, because they're facing each other at the biggest show of the fucking year. Why would they be friends at this point? Well, are they going for after the tag team championships at uh, Fastlane or something? You're beating me to my punchline. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Pretend I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. Okay, so given that, all that I just said, you're still insisting on putting them on a tag team situation because this is the age-old recipe of, of people who respect each other become opponents and then, you know, whatever. We've seen that tons and tons of times. I don't need to see it again. And then, and then my second problem is... This is one of your marquee matches for WrestleMania, and you have them lose to Natalia and Tamina Snuka. <laughs> Help me. Help me. This is your cue, Elio. It baffles and boggles my mind. I have there. I have no words. That's why I, I, I have no words. I mean, <laughs> it, baff, it baffles me. I don't get it. Good God, dear. And then we have a uh, we have an Intercontinental Title match. Uh, why, I don't know, because nobody actually thought that Sami Zayn was going to defeat uh, Big E at this point, but then out comes Cruz after the match to have a sneak attack on, um, on Big E after Apollo's music hits. Big E is looking all around. And the one place he doesn't look, here comes Cruz to beat the shit out of him. And we we get a repeat of the steps segment from a few weeks ago. Oh. They do the same spot again. Okay, it was cool the first time. Can we not come up with something more creative so we don't see a repeat of the same fucking situation? Exactly. That, that just took your Intercontinental Champion off the air? You know, is, Elio, is it just me? Am, am, am I being too nitpicky? Am I being a bitch here? Or am I, do I just expect too much? No, it's... Uh... 
No, no, it's just, yeah, I just don't understand what they're doing here. Yeah, well, that makes two of us, brother. And, and let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, this is where you come to make sense of this shit. <laughs> yep. Okay? Fuck Fox. The, there's a reason there was a hashtag called Cancel Fox. And, oh. that, is be, and that is because the, the powers that be want you to listen to the BNC Progression Wrestling Podcast instead of wasting a Friday night watching SmackDown. <laughs> yup. Now, hold on, Ben. We forgot something. We forgot oh, no. Reginald went shopping with Nia Jackson, the Sheena Bissner, Cesar He that cannot do the French accent because I don't know what the hell that accent is. <laughs> and, and ladies and gentlemen, um, if Elio cannot uh, identify the French accent, we got a fucking problem because one, he's Canadian, but two, he speaks French. We should pass Francais better than Reginald. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just can't, I can't take this anymore. Okay? Like, all right. We know Nia Jax is a bad woman. Fans, my co-host isn't a young man anymore, so I can't take all of all this, uh, whatever it is that they're trying to do here. Okay, well, excuse me, uh, but which one of us has yet to eclipse the age of 33? And which one of us, and which one of us on the other side of that just turned 48? 47, what are you doing? Or 47, 48, who gives a shit? Work I with do. me. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. This, sh- this show is going off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. The but show is much, going... It's, it's much more interesting than SmackDown. I, I, well, I agree with you there. So once we once we get past what looks like a horrible JC Penny commercial with this with this shopping spree featuring Nia Jax, Shayna Shayna Baszler and Reginald Death, and and that's my biggest problem with this segment. Uh-oh. If you if you want Nia Jax and Reginald to go shopping and look like baboons' asses in the process, <laughs> that's, that's- that's your prerogative, okay? But don't drag Santa Baszler into this bullshit. Oh my god, she looked miserable. She looked like she didn't want to be there, man. <laughs> Can you blame her? No, I'm no, I'm just, I'm just saying she didn't. She looked like she did not want to be there at all. It's like, what am I doing here? This is stupid. She she went from being an unbeatable monster on NXT to going. Going suit shopping with Dia Jackson Reginald on Friday Night SmackDown. Remember when they first paired them together? She was she was getting in Reginald's face, and calling him a failure, and then Dia Jackson was like, "Whoa, whoa, calm down, Shayna." Oh God! Don't, <laughs> you know what? Don't remind me. <laughs> really? But, yeah. but all, all I all I can tell you, right? So 
He started work. He started working with Carmel. I talked about Reginald. Okay. Yeah. yeah. By the way, his original name was Tommy, and now he's Reginald. In case, in case you people forgot that, I'm here to educate you on WWE stupidity. Okay. So, so, but first, he starts out with Carmella, a very good-looking girl. Yep. Uh, uh, Corey Graves, you're a lucky man. I, I, I have nothing. Uh, negative to say. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. Speaking of uh, Carmella, we have to go back to NXT for a minute. No, no. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go back, but just hang, hang on one second. Okay, go on. Don't interrupt my chain of thought. No, no, go on, go a, on. That's a capital offense. Okay. <clears throat> so you got, you, you got Carmella, then he develops a crush on Sasha Banks. And she uh, slaps which, the taste out of his mouth. Which... <laughs> Which you know, no man, no straight man alive is going to blame you for developing a crush on Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um. And now you're going suit shopping with Nia Jax. Um. I got news for you, brother. Your um, your standards got on the elevator and pressed down to the ground floor on that bitch. <laughs> You went from the penthouse to the outhouse <laughs> on that motherfucker. Damn, sir. <laughs> you go from Sasha Banks to Ryan Chase. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> My heart hurts for you, and I don't have a dog in this fight. Other than Nia Jax. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I don't know. <sighs> the pain is so multi-pronged from this poisonous segment, I can't even breathe. <sighs> and then, okay. The, uh -oh. main, the main segment of the evening, ladies and gentlemen... Was we have a contract signing? I hate contract signings. Ugh. Preaching to the choir, brother. Where's uh, where's the heavenly music to accentuate our point? Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for playing. <laughs> um, we get a contract signing between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan for their match two weeks ahead of WrestleMania at the most meaningless pay-per-view on WWE's calendar. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is WWE Fastlane, which, by the way, in case you weren't paying attention earlier on the show, we must remind you that it is not WrestleMania that is kicking off the WWE Network on Peacock. No, no, no. It is... WWE Fastlane, which will be featuring Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. And as we also found out in this contract signing, next week, Edge will be returning to a SmackDown ring for the first time since his return to face 
Jay Uso in a singles match. What is on the line, you asked? Oh, God. Because God. One, of, one of them would get to be a special enforcer in a match at Fastlane. What? Featuring Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Just, that doesn't uh, make sense. Uh, okay. I don't know why. Why? Why? You know, Elio, as, as much as I would love to answer that question because my respect for you just runs so deep, uh, I I can't an- I can't answer that for you, my friend. Uh, they call you the piano man for a good reason, and uh, I think maybe you gotta start playing some magical keys to answer that question. Uh, I have no clue. I I mean they are grasping at straws, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's quite pitiful. Less than a month out from WrestleMania, and this is what we have. This is what we have. I mean, you know, I I don't know. You know, I'm supposed I'm supposed to come on here and and give you the facts and simultaneously be entertaining. But there are just there there are some occasions, ladies and gentlemen, where I wish to the wrestling gods above that you could see my facial expressions as I'm talking to you. Because I don't I don't know. I I'm I'm lost. And while I uh, while I recollect my thoughts. Let's allow Elio to prepare his favorite segment of the week with Ben's homework corner. What do you have for me this week, Professor? Well, I gave my esteemed uh, people here two assignments uh, during the week. So, Ben, which one would you like to hit? Take first, I gave you the debut episode of WCW Monday Nitro and Bash at the Beach 96. Which would you like to look at first? Let's let's do them in chronological order. Let's head up uh, September 4th, 1995 in the debut edition of Nitro. Very good. So WCW Monday Nitro debuts on Monday, September 4th, 1995 from the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. On the commentary, we have Bobby Keenan, Eric Bischoff, and Steve McMichael. Yay. Oh, my God. And uh, we we had a total of three matches. Uh, there was one dark match, which I will tell you about right now. We had the American Males, Marcus Bagwell, and Scotty Riggs defeating the stud stable, Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater. Oh, my God. Now, our opening match of uh, the debut... Is that, oh, Sorry, oh, hold, hold up, hold up. Yo. Is, is this the same Dick Slater from 1986? Yes, sir. There's only one. <laughs> oh, my God. Kill me now. <laughs> are, you not, are, you not, are you not a fan? No, I, I, was, a per, I was a perfectly big fan when he, when he had a, a tag team match featuring... Um, Featuring Bob Warren, Bob Warren Jr. at, at um, uh, Starcade '86. I'm not sure what he was doing in 1995, 
yeah. Facing off against the American males, I guess. Yeah. His, I guess his career went off went off the deep end after '86. So our debut edition of Nitro features a total of three matches. In the opening match, we had Brian Pillman, Ben's favorite, defeating Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, lady, ladies and gentlemen, there there was a time in my youth where I would not answer to my birth name. No, no, no. <laughs> I was f- flying Brian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and, All right. And, and enough of a trip down memory lane. Yeah, hold on. I have, to, I have to ask, did your mom actually have to call you flying Brian? <laughs> Uh, yes, sir. Wow. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. We're not going to embarrass Ben anymore. Let's move on. Okay, for the WCW United States Championship, Ric Flair defeats Sting by disqualification. Therefore, Sting retains the U.S. Championship. And, and of course, we, Arn Anderson comes out during this match, and he goes after Flair, and they start battling all the way to the back. Yeah, and and also in the same match, Lex Luger shows up unannounced on the aisle way. Yep, and then I will see him again later on in the main event as uh, WCW Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan defeats Big Bubba Rogers, and Lex Luger comes makes his second appearance and challenges Hogan and tells him that he's uh, arrived uh, in WCW where the big boys play. um, Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hold on, as I'm having a headphone mishap, um, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ray Trailer was not having a very pleasant time at WCW because... Uh, his his career in WCW versus WWE, man, it went in drastically different directions. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, to, I have to ask you, uh, this uh, this edition of Nitro, the very first episode, what did you think of this one? Did you, First of all, did you see it when it debuted, or is this your... Um, did I see it when it debuted? No. Um, okay, so this is your first time seeing this one. No, no I, I, I've actually seen it uh, no, on numerous occasions. Um, oh, okay, you just didn't watch it live when it was on live. Okay. Right. Um, because I was, I was seven years old, and uh, right. you know, for some reason, I just didn't catch this particular episode. So, so what did you think of this one? Um, well, you know what? To be honest with you, I actually really enjoyed it because you could tell, of, of course, with hindsight being twenty twenty. Um, but even without that, you could tell that this was the start of something really big. And if if I if I had been WWE sitting in the back watching this, I would have been like, oh fuck. You know what I really liked? I liked um, the location right there, like the Mall of America. I just liked how that whole setting, that whole atmosphere, it was. It felt really cool. Yeah, it, it really makes you miss crowds and professional wrestling, doesn't yep. it? Um, yeah, and you know, this, this thing was executed quite well because 
You have to keep in mind, uh, this is only an hour uh, show, of qu- and that's with um, commercials. Oh, um, right. That's right. That's when they only have three matches, because when do they start going two hours? I'm, I'm not sure, but it, um, it definitely wasn't this evening. All right. But, and, you know, just like every single second of this just felt important. Uh, you know, the only duds of the night were, were um, the IRS, um, a.k.a. Michael Wall Street debut promo. And uh, the I swear, that, that guy, like, he, 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 we never see him outside of that character. He, he's, he is stuck in that role. No matter what company he's in, he's always stuck in that similar type of a role. Yeah, um, which I don't know why, but, you know, whatever. And But anyway, and then the other oddity that I found, um, apparently uh, Sabu had joined WCW for a brief period of time in 95. Because we had a debut promo for him. Hey, very good. So that is our... Uh... Our first of two reviews. Ben, we're moving on to our second one now. Yep. And this one is going to go move ahead one year, and we are going to July 7th, 1996, for WCW Bash at the Beach, the debut of the New World Order. Yeah, you know, um, if it hadn't been for the for the debut of the NWL, uh, this really would have uh, would have just been a run of the mill show. Uh, because outside of um, outside of the first match, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis, um, which was I I mean I was I was absolutely enthralled by how um by how good this match was um but outside of that i really wasn't impressed by any of the um you know in-ring action mm-hmm. now prior to this show there were five dark matches we had jim powers defeating hugh morris no one cares uh I don't know why this was on a dark match, but the WCW World Tag Team Champions, the Steiner Brothers, defeated Harlem Heat. Okay, stop right there. By disqualification, but stop, 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 stop. Go on, go on. So you're going to tell me with a straight face that that match was a dark match. Yes, but, sir. And, but, but, but I'm, 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 I'm not done. Uh, I'm, I'm not done, ladies and gentlemen, because because you're going to try to convince me that you you couldn't find a spot for Harlem Heat and the Steiner Brothers on the main card, but you you can find a, a situation for 
Uh, John Tenta and Big Bubba Rogers. And, 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 I was and, just, um, I was just looking at that match. And no, and no, not, not just that, ladies and gentlemen. But there's even another spot oh, where where that match should have been slotted in. So you yeah, can, can I take a guess? You uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So not only did you have one option. To put the Steiner brothers and Harlem Heat on that card, which would have been an awesome match. You had two options. And Elio, can you guess what that second option might have been? Steve McMichaels versus Joe Gomez. <laughs> what, do, what do we have for him, Jenny? <laughs> what do we have? What, what, what is this? With, you know, I, I could just, I could just cry. I was, I mean, look, I was confused as this was going on, but now I'm just straight up pissed because now I know that there was a dark match with Harlem Heat and the Steiner Brothers, two of the best tag teams in the world ever, and you had. You have Mongo McMichael, who's one of the worst professional wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you you have, you, you know, you have the other match. I don't even know who the other guy is. I I don't I don't know. I I looked him up. Apparently, he retired in 1989 or something. Well, good for him. But you know. I just don't get it. You got no. We we we, uh, we, we have three more mat- dark matches to get through. Am I going to be? Yes, you are going to be very upset by the final dark match. <laughs> okay. Now after that, when we had Bobby Walker defeating Billy Kidman. I don't know who Bobby Walker is, but okay. The Rock and Roll Express defeating Fire and Ice, Scott Norton and um, Ice Train. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a fucking minute. You couldn't find a place for the Rock and Roll Express? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose your shit for this next one, sir. Oh, there's there's more. Okay. There's one more. You're going to lose your shit when you hear this next one. Okay, hold on. Let me collect myself. All right. Okay, go ahead. Lay it on me. Eddie Guerrero defeats Steven Rico. No, 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 no. Who books this shit? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So what you're trying to tell me, and I, I have to, I have to verify this because my brain is about to explode through my ears. Okay. Um. So you mean to tell me that in on a card that featured. Big Bubba Rogers versus John Tenta, Joe Gomez 
versus uh, um, Steve McMichael. Yeah, one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. And then on top of that, you embarrass um, two very good tag teams in uh, Public Enemy and um, Nasty Boys. And, and the Nasty Boys. Because you have you have Brian Knobs beating a man half to death with a rubber shark, um, which is is a very bad usage of um, of two historic tag teams. And man, if I had been Johnny Grunge in that pay per view, I'd be like, you better be paying me for this motherfucking shit for every shot I take from a rubber shark. You owe me fifty thousand dollars, motherfucker. That's how I would have gone into that fucking committee decision meeting. Good God. But, okay, so with, with those with those three dud matches, you mean to tell me I could have seen Eddie Guerrero, I could have seen the Steiner Brothers, I could have seen Harlem Heat, and, and, and this is the mid, but instead of that, this is the mid card you produced, John Tenta, Versus Big Bubba Rogers and and Joe Gomez versus Steve Mongo McMichael. Yes. Are you, are, oh oh, and Nina, I forget there there was a, there was a little poodle involved. I'm sorry. What match was that? Oh my god. Wait, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Which match was that? No, 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 it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't in a match, it was on, um, it was on commentary on that. The, oh, are you talking, are you talking, on a where? Um, I, I, no, you know, actually it was involved in the match because they had, um, they had, uh, Deborah and Michael on ringside and I think she had I know, I know about Steve McMichael's little dog or whatever that is. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Because he was he because he was on the Nitro episode too. They had a different dog right, on right. the debut episode of Nitro. Okay. Oh my god. Like, All right. I so I can't take this anymore. Okay. So, so now we're gonna get into the main card. We have Rey Mysterio Jr. <laughs> defeating Psychosis. One of the best matches ever. Okay. Following this, now I don't remember this. Uh, what exactly is a Carson City Silver Dollar match? John Tenta defeating Big Bubba Rogers. What was a Carson City Silver Dollar match? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is my unfortunate duty to explain this to you. And I'm, I must humbly ask you, please don't shoot the messenger because... It is just as stupid as oh, no. it's going to sound. Oh no. Okay. Okay. So so before before I before I lay down the parameters of, of this match, let me just let me just set the scene for you. So we have a damn near five hundred pound man in the former earthquake, John Tenta. And we have an over three hundred pound man in in uh, Big Bubba Rogers, aka the Big Boss Man. Thank Christ, he went on to have a much better run at WWE. Um, 
now that we have those weight parameters in, uh, you, you'll understand why this is important. Because a silver, a silver, uh, a silver dollar, whatever, um, whatever they name this thing, Carson City Silver Dollar Match. That is, you have a roll of quarters or silver dollars on a pole. And the first person to climb said pole and retrieve the the silver dollars has the right to use them on, as a weapon on the opponent. Oh now, my god. Now I <laughs> no no no. And so the reason why I put the 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 weight in the, the weight of these gentlemen in your brain uh, cells is because I want you to close your eyes. And imagine these two gargantuan human beings trying to climb a pole that is 20 feet high. <laughs> well, at least 15, but I would say 20. Uh, and, and, and you want them to, to not only survive the climb up, but you want the people below them to survive the potential catastrophic fall. Well, apparently, somebody had this in mind, thank God, um, because I gained a whole new respect for the brain of Bubba Rogers and the, the legs or the limbs of the mouth of the Jimmy Hart. Because, no, 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 hear me out. Yeah. Because because throughout the match we have we have J- John Tenta trying to figure out he actually did he tried to climb the pole numerous times okay at least at least twice uh, in, in in case you were wondering it didn't work um so he he starts unhooking the the, the straps that are holding this pole to to the ring post um. Well, obviously that didn't work either. So, fast forward a little bit, uh, and uh, and Bubba says, "I can't climb that thing, uh, Jimmy. You go uh, shimmy up there and hand me the quarters." <laughs> so, uh, you know, somehow uh, Jimmy Hart manages to accomplish this without killing himself, which I was was certainly impressed. Um, and then. As he as he's as he's sliding down the pole, looking all proud of himself, he 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 doesn't he doesn't see the fact that Bubba Rogers has been knocked out by John Tenta, and John Tenta is waiting to get his big greasy bear balls all over the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Well, Jimmy Hart damn near shits himself, and. And proceeds to almost fall out of the ring. Luckily, he catches himself on the pole, and no harm, no foul. And and uh, John Tenta gets the silver dollars, and 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 beats and, and hits uh, Big Boss Man, aka Bubba Rogers, on the head, and wins the match. And and yet you wonder why. Uh, you wonder why. Um, Bubba Rogers got the hell out of WCW. Um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, this match was a clusterfuck. And especially after hearing the uh, dark matches that Elio so eloquently described, I'm very pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And I am... No, I he I feel his. Uh, I would have liked to have seen that in those matches. The the pain that my brain is in is excruciating. Now this is some serious eighties old school stuff here. We had a taped fist match: Diamond Dallas Page defeating Jim Duggan. I well, I see they they didn't even have this match on uh, on. Uh, on the pay-per-view, so I, I, I mean, say what? They didn't I have didn't, this. I didn't see it on the on the pay-per-view, and I I even double checked hmm. after I saw the lineup. I I didn't okay. I, I didn't see this one on the thing, but okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this was one of those old school matches from like the eighties, uh, taped fist matches. They used to have a lot back then. Okay, cool. Who won? Diamond Dallas Page defeats Jim Duggan. Poor Jim. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Then we had the double dog collar chain match. The Nasty Boys defeating Public Enemy. This match could have been really cool, um, but instead it degenerated to a man beating another man with a rubber shark. Oh, that's so where that went, what, what you were talking about back there. Okay. Then we had a WCW Cruiserweight match. Dean Malenko retains the championship by defeating Disco Inferno. That, that was the best Disco Inferno match I've ever seen. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't a big fan of Disco Inferno. Like, well, you know, I, like his, well his no, nobody, nobody was a Disco Inferno fan. I mean, goddamn. The only person that liked him was a guy named Glenville Birdie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then next, of course, we had the, the aforementioned Steve McMichael defeating Joe Gomez. No one cares. Oh my god! I can't I, believe I, they I, gave. I can't believe they gave this six minutes and forty four seconds. I have I have never seen a sunset flip box so bad in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> then for the United States Championship, Ric Flair defeats Conan to become the new champion. Well, you know, and I was expecting a lot more out of this match. I really was. But it was it really wasn't anything special. And in the second to last match, it's the Dungeon of Doom, Kevin Sullivan and the Giant defeating the four horsemen. Oh my which, god. Which was made up of uh, he who shall not be named and Arn Anderson. You know, I I I I don't I don't understand this. One, well, number one, I I should explain to you that even even in my young age at this point in time, um, even back then I thought the Dungeon of, of Doom promos were stupid. <laughs> the, they Do you remember the bald guy? Uh, yeah. The Wizard King Curtis. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Just what I try to forget. Uh, we have King. So, so okay. All right, L- ladies and gentlemen. Through, throughout the short lifespan of Ben's Hummer Corner, Elio has exposed me to a situation where you have a midget 
in a, a cave. Uh, you have um, you have the Dungeon of Doom in in some situation beating some incarnation of the horseman. Oh, oh, and speaking of that, dare I forget, dare I forget that during the Mongo McMichael match, uh, uh, someone dared presume, whoever was was doing the commentary on on this particular match, I I think it was Bobby Heenan, which this particular line made me throw up. He he said something to the effect of having Mongo McMichael in the group made this the strongest incarnation of the Horseman ever. <laughs> oh, oh no. no, 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 no! Come on, you're better than that. What are you doing? They call you the brain for a reason. Why? Why was this brought up over a television? And an even better question, ladies and gentlemen, is even if he let that line slip, why wasn't that line edited out of the of the broadcast? <laughs> so fucking stupid and asinine. It almost it almost makes Bruce Pritchard look intelligent. Now uh, that uh, bring that brings us to our main event. We have Randy Savage and Sting and Lex Luger facing Kevin Nash. No, we have Randy Savage, Sting, and like yeah, the Randy Savage, Sting, and Lex Luger facing Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. However, it starts out as a handicap match, two on three, and then we dis- we learn who the third man is. And of course, that's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and, and I I give everybody credit. The way that this was put over um, by um, by everybody involved, you know, we had Heenan and Giovanni. They did a great job on commentary. You know, Ogre Ogreland in his post match interview, he was so pissed off. Yep. So, and then the crowd just throwing shit in the ring, and the little kids crying, and you know, it, you know, it was this could have been catastrophic because the closest thing that I can compare this to would have would have been if John Cena had ever turned heel. I mean, but this was like the biggest risk in professional wrestling um, to do this. Um, but just just the way that the crowd reacted to it um, what it was was magical. Yep. You, I mean because you you wouldn't get that reaction nowadays. I mean you you I mean you literally see the little kids in the crowd crying and here comes the trash and it, it was it was just brilliant. I uh, I really like this one this ending. Absolutely and, and you know it, it really did a lot um to save what otherwise was a very lackluster show. 
All right, so um, Ben, let's take a look at uh, your at your assignment list and uh, see what we have for next week. Very good. Now, um, did did I did we say one assignment or two each week or? Let, let, well, let's do one this week. I think we should do um, two whenever we have a results show. Okay. Because then we have one on the Tuesday and the, and the second one on the Saturday. Okay, cool. I'm I'm just uh, thinking out loud. Instead of doing two back to back on the Saturday. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. All right, so we're gonna um, cross off Bachelor Beach '96. Um. Yeah, yeah, we, we we already did full gear. We don't need to go over that again from 2019. Uh, yeah, we already did that. We did WrestleMania seven. Yep. We did WrestleMania three. Yep. So the next one I have on my list is SummerSlam 1990. Oh, I can do that. In the main event, well, we had um, Hulk Hogan. Who was, who was uh, accompanied by Tugboat taking on the Earthquake? Who was uh, had Dino Bravo and Jimmy Hart in his corner? I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. In the main event, we had Hulk Hogan with Tugboat in his corner. Oh, okay. Cool. Taking, uh, on, taking on Earthquake, who had Dino Bravo and Jimmy Hart in his corner. Okay, cool. So that will be uh, next week's. Yeah. So, Ben, we we bring this week's show to a close. Very, very good. All right, fans. So, my students got his assignment for next week, Summer Slam 1990, which I think you're going to enjoy because I really liked it. I watched it when it came out on video back uh, in, back then in, in 1990. So, um, for my co-host, Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canella. This is the P3 Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodbye to the fans. <laughs> goodbye, and I bid you adieu. And we will talk to you all next week. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore Taking your breath, stealing your mind And all that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you It's only this moment, don't care what comes after your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking over